Welcome to the Treeleaf Zendo podcast. Treeleaf is a Soto Zen Sangha available anytime, anywhere at treeleaf.org. Come sit with us. Here in Japan, it is already the first day of fall, where many folks in our Sangha are listening to this talk. It is still the summer, the last moments of summer. That is because the world keeps turning. Time keeps moving. The whole galaxy, the whole universe is turning and moving, and time is flowing. And in our time, there are many things. There is birth, there is death, there are smiles, there is sadness, as the earth keeps turning, as our lives keep moving. Traditionally in Buddhism, There were many stories to explain birth and death and how we came to be here. And I'm going to say that sometimes I think those stories were just trying to convey something much more subtle in a way that we, like children, can understand. So what I'm going to say today, some of it may be very orthodox in a Buddhist way. Some of it may diverge a bit or be a new way of seeing it. Some of it may be my own crazy heterodox interpretation. And I just ask you to put up with me for a few minutes. What do you have to lose? Where do you have to go? You know, all religions try to explain things, the big questions, in ways that are easy to understand. When my little daughter asked me where the neighbor has gone who died, or her grandmother, or our little cat, I say that they've gone to heaven. It's a way for a child to understand. But if you ask me honestly, I don't think I'm lying to her. Buddhism, Christianity, many religions speak of some peaceful place. And I don't know about the cotton candy heaven where all the rivers flow with ice cream sundaes. But I know a peaceful place beyond time, wholesome, somehow right, 
I know this as we embody this in Zazen. There's something whole and flowing and right that we sometimes misleadingly call emptiness in Buddhism, but I like to call the flowing wholeness. And look, it brought us here when we were born. I mean, I assume before I was born, whatever that is, that is what I was or whatever is beyond being or non-being, in any event, I guess that's what we are or that's what we came from. However, we try to say it in failing human language. So if I came from that or was that or am that before I was born, the original face, the true self, whatever you want to call it, Buddha with a big B, some might call it God, some might choose to put no word on it. Whatever you want to say about this that cannot easily be spoken, I assume that when we die, that's what we are again, or ever have been, or are right now. And as I like to say, can't be totally bad, because it got us this far. And that's the thing, you know, the Buddha told stories to recognize how precious is human life, how mysterious, how miraculous, because it's ridiculous. Let me explain what I mean. The Buddha said that when we die, we are reborn again. And he tried to explain to people that you could be reborn in heaven or another life. And the effects of our karma determine whether those lives are good or bad. And sometimes you might hear me say that I'm very critical of those very traditional stories, if they're very detailed and too specific. Like, I think of them much like I think of visions of heaven with the cotton candy clouds and the ice cream Sunday rivers. But I don't think it's totally wrong. As a matter of fact, I think it's very right. I often say that it doesn't really matter to me because my practice, as like many Zen folks, we turned away from whatever future lives there are because we're more concerned with this life and what we do in this life. After all, if there are future lives, this right now is the pivot point where we determine our rebirth. And if there are no future lives, this still is the pivot point where we determine our life right now. You hear me say sometimes that I don't know about heavens and hells and future lives after we're dead, but I've seen people create heavens and hells in this life for themselves. So let's do our best to be free of greed, anger, and ignorance to avoid the hells that we make for ourselves and those around us in this life. But that doesn't mean that I don't think there was something to what the Buddha had to say about rebirth. And I just think maybe the story for most people to understand, like my explaining heaven to my daughter, 
had to be simplified a bit. Maybe the Buddha just saw that things come and things go around and around. Much like these seasons changing, spring, earth, summer, then the leaves fall, but those leaves become the compost that during the seemingly lifeless winter are still present, still getting ready to arise and be born again in spring. I don't know if that means that I'll be coming back as a snail or a puppy dog or as a, some diva in heaven or as a human being again. But there is some deep flowing interconnection, a cycle that's going round and round that we are part of. And we are re reborn. Because as long as this planet keeps turning, we are this world. We are the trees and the clouds. We are the whole shebang. I feel. And it's the very ridiculousness of our life that led the Buddha to think, to try to explain how strange it is that we're born and how precious it is. You know, the Buddha said that the chance of being born is a human being. He told a couple of stories on this, but one he told was of a great tortoise that once every hundred thousand infinite years would stick its head out of the ocean just for a moment. And in that ocean, there was a little ring floating. And the chance of being born as a human being was the chance of that tortoise getting its head right in the ring, floating in the middle of a vast ocean. In other words, we're very lucky. But the Buddha didn't think it was luck, and neither do I. Because our life is so ridiculous. You know, some atheist philosophers these days, like Richard Dawkins, say that just all the roll of the dice, and here we are, the universe just turned out this way, and la di da, da But I think there is something, a message to us. I don't know if it's a message that we can easily understand, but in the very ridiculousness, the very surprise of our being born, for some reason, Every factor of physics and chemistry, the stars, the elements, the planets, the atmosphere, the sun in the sky, the air we breathe, the ground we walk on, every twist and turn of biology, history, somehow, for some reason, wound around to you and me. And while some philosophers might say, didn't have to, I say the very silliness of it all, the fact that we 
popped up in the middle of time and space when seemingly we didn't have to is a very precious thing. I sometimes say the greatest argument for rebirth after this life is if a ridiculous thing like that happened once, well, might as well happen again. I don't know. But in any event, here we are. It's like waking up in a theater. Ticket in your hand, you're sitting in a seat. Well, wait, you realize you're not just a spectator. You're in the performance itself. There are other actors seemingly on the stage. There's lights overhead. There's air to breathe. There's scenes going on. And you are it. Now you can say that we just popped up in this little theater just because of chance. But I say that, boy, if the universe was going to go about its business, why bother with us? We seem such silly things. Why would it put us in this theater, in this show, in this story? I don't know. But the Buddha said that he saw that characters come on to the show and they exit stage left. They are born, they do their part, they say their lines, eventually they exit behind the stage some place where they came from to start, and the show goes on and on. And the Buddha said, there's some reason for that. I can't say he's wrong. I don't just think we popped up on this stage just because, well, something had to happen. Might as well be that. The universe seemed like it could go about its business very nicely without us. Could do things much more efficiently without us. Why are we here? My speculation, and this is where you're hostages right now, you have to listen to me. Got no place to go. You can always turn off the, the sound, I guess. My speculation is that this great universe is like casting seeds, endless seeds. You know, I have a back field in the back. Every spring, we throw out seeds. Some of them grow strong. Some of them do not grow at all. Some of them turn into luscious potatoes or carrots. Some of them get eaten by the hawks before we get a chance or the worms. Some of them grow tall. Some of them barely push out of the ground. I think this whole universe is like that. Seeds cast out of the Big Bang. Countless planets all doing their thing. And this planet we live on is a seed, my friends. This is the part I don't know if it's Orthodox Buddhism, but I'm going to say it anyway. We're one chance for this universe to do something. This is the show we're in. This is the stage. And you were born as a seed too. And some of the seeds on this world, the other sentient beings, some grow tall, some do not. Some are rich, some are poor. Some live long, some barely push out of the ground. 
Some never make it out of the ground at all. So we're in this show or in this field, whatever. And our job is to get it right. This is what the Buddha meant by karma, you see. I don't know why there are all these seeds. I don't know why this planet's here. I don't know why I'm here talking to you right now. But I'm in this show. We better get it right. That's karma. You're born on the show, exit stage, enter stage right, and your actions have effects on the story here. You want to make this ugly? You want to make it beautiful? It has effects on the people around you. It has effects on you. And when you exit stage left, the effects of what we do go on. You're not only acting in this story. You're not only a spectator in the story. You're writing the story too. That's karma. The effects of your actions carry on. Let's get it right. I don't know what we're supposed to do. Frankly, I don't know why this world is. I don't know if we're supposed to get it right, but I know we better get it right because it's all we got. This life you have is what you have. Live gently, avoid anger, avoid excess desire, be kind to the people around you, bring a little more peace into this world. Let's make a nice story. Let's nurture the field so that the vegetables grow strong as best we can. In any event, enough of that. Spring turns to summer, summer turns to fall, fall turns to winter, and the world keeps turning. Master Dogen had another way of saying that. He said, you know, actually, the seasons do not change. Each season is just what it is, self-contained. Summer is just summer. Fall is just fall. Winter is just winter. Of course, he knew that the earth is turning and that the seasons change. But he also meant that when there's birth, let there just be birth. When there's death, let there just be death. And the life in between, don't screw it up. The world will keep turning. I believe death will become birth again in some way. In the meantime, let's get it right. Okay, that was my nickel. Let's get back to sitting. Thank you for joining us for the Tree Leaf Zendo podcast. Tree Leaf is an online practice place for people who cannot easily attend a Zen center due to health, location, work, childcare, or family needs. We provide netcast Zazen, retreats, discussion, Jukai, the support of fellow practitioners, interaction with a teacher, and all other activities of a Zen Buddhist Sangha, all fully online, accessible anytime, anywhere, without charge. Come build the future of online Zen community and practice.